Welcome inside 254. Let's close the office door and start the conversation. The talk around the table today is about online trolls. First, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to define what they are. So I found an online definition. I went to Wikipedia because, I mean, I could have gone to Urban Dictionary, but their definition was from 2009, and I was like, I need something more recent. Too outdated, yeah. Wikipedia actually, you know, people update that regularly, and the most recent update to the definition of online trolls there was four days ago. So I thought, well, that's pretty recent. (laughs) Okay, so Wikipedia defines an online troll as, quote, a person who sows discord on the internet by starting quarrels or upsetting people by posting inflammatory, extraneous, or off-topic messages with the intent of provoking readers into an emotional response or otherwise disrupting normal, on-topic discussion, often for the troll's individual amusement. That's so good. It is. All right, so then I scrolled down a little bit, and they also list physiological characteristics, which are, and the so the Wikipedia article cites... Ben Radford, who's done some research about this phenomenon of clowns in history and the modern day. And in his book, Bad Clowns, he found that bad clowns have evolved into internet trolls. They do not dress up, but for their own amusement. They tease and exploit, quote, human foibles in order to speak, quote, truth and gain a reaction. I'm <laughs> like clowns, right? Like clowns in makeup, internet trolls hide behind quote anonymous accounts and fake usernames. In their eyes, they are the trickster performing for a nameless audience via the internet. So, oh, that's deep. Right? So that was pretty good. I thought go go Wikipedia people and and you know doing those editings. We're going to have Colleen do a dramatic reading of her own trolls that she was attacked by early November. Do you want to explain just sort of basically what the situation was that started this all off? Sure. The Sunday that there were the shootings in Texas in the church, I tweeted that toxic masculinity is killing everyone, and I just wrote it out three times. It got retweeted by my friend who is a prominent writer. Then the next day, somebody from the Washington Free Beacon called and asked for a comment which I gave after a long and extensive conversation. That piece was run. And then the Daily Wire picked up that piece. And the piece on the Daily Wire shifted from my ideas to an attack on me. And so then I was invited on the Tucker Carlson show. I did not go on, but Tucker Carlson still ran the story and put my name and my tweet on the screen. And then Breitbart also picked up the story about me, not the story about anything I had to say or any of my ideas. So I became that week's plug into the narrative that feminism is killing everyone. And so what happened is about... I don't know. I have no idea how many trolls started going on my Twitter feed because allies stepped in and took care of it for me and watched and reported things. And so I didn't have to look at it. Right. That's so a very brief story. Yeah. And I will post the longer story about that on our website about that tells the whole narrative of how these trolls came to be interested in me. Yeah, because there's, um, Colleen, you've actually written about this yourself. You've you've written about it. You were interviewed on Raging Chicken um, out to po- out to coup podcast. Yeah. You were so you you've and you were interviewed on um, uh, Kutztown University Radio, the student radio yep. station. And the so newspaper. You've yep. been able to talk about and this the Philly in, Inquirer and the Philly Inquirer. So talk about it and write about it in different venues to get your perspective out there. So that really is like the <laughs> super short Spark Notes version of right. what actually happened. However, Colleen has not seen the troll quotes the right. troll so tweets. we haven't really I have, talked about the trolling right. element so the trolling element that's was what we're saved for this <laughs> we saved it for this yeah. truly truly vile and i like the definitions but i wanted um she and i'm not asking her to do this she asked me i'd like to do a dramatic reading of you know some of the troll tweets because i got screenshots of every single one i started engaging with some of them but mostly i was just screenshotting every single one for evidence 
And I ended up reporting, and I know a lot of people in Colleen's network started reporting these people, going onto her Twitter feed and reporting them. And I, I have to say the good news is I am still getting reports back from Twitter saying, yep, this account is in violation, it'll be suspended. Yep, this account is in violation of it. So most of the tweets, that, most of the troll tweets that she's about to see for the first time come from accounts that were found in violation ultimately and shut down. Now that doesn't mean that those people behind those accounts didn't immediately go and get another account. However, this is the kind of disruption that we can do for each other to help tone down and calm down that horrifying environment where the trolls just suddenly whip into a firestorm and it takes over your Twitter feed and and everything. I mean, you had to shut your Twitter account down just to right. I just shut to get it, it down to stop so for a that, little bit. that I didn't need to yeah. provide the cesspool for this kind of grossness to breed in. So I did shut my Twitter down for a long time. And this is just Twitter. So this isn't <laughs> what we're going to talk about isn't anything that was on Facebook, any Facebook messages I got, any messages I got to my own work email, any messages that were sent to my department chair. I'm assuming more messages were sent to, to administration. administration. Yep. Um, this is not going to count all the tweets that were calling for my firing. This is not going to count the tweets that were posted on Kutztown University's Twitter feed. And this is not going to count the actual pieces of mail I got sent to my actual work mail address. So this is a, still like a very small part of the trolling that went on. But because Twitter is such a pervasive place for this kind of trolling and because Twitter does respond, that's why we thought we would talk about the Twitter element today. Right. Let us get this oh, started. I, so, I'm almost okay. I know. I'm almost excited to see them okay. because like this whole story happened and I just put my head down and did interviews and things like that. And I knew you were all taking care of this. So mm -hmm. the importance of allies is a piece I want to write another time about this. But so, I can only imagine what I'm about. I to will see. just I will explain what I'm doing. I have my phone and I have the screenshots up on my phone. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to start. I'm going to give her the phone and I've directed her to start with a particular look. So I have a screenshot of a multiple uh, troll tweets from the same troll. And then there's, she's just going to like swipe to the left and start reading whichever ones she wants to read. She can read every one, she can read just a few, and then she's going to stop at the screenshot that looks the same as the one that she's starting with. So it's a, it's a series of tweet screenshots that I have. She is seeing these for the first time and I will just say my friend if you really start feeling uncomfortable or anxious we can just stop. Okay. And we can just stop and talk about I it. You don't want to read these anymore. I can't even imagine what okay. they're going to say. So, All right. I just want to preface that. Okay so here we go. Thank you for offering me a safe space. Absolutely. To, and yeah, cataloging all these. You can stop at any time okay. you want. And, I, I just, and we're doing this really to like yeah. call out. Yeah. We, we want to bring out of the shadows what so mm -hmm. many women deal with Absolutely. in social media spaces. Mm -hmm. And so what, while this is going to be hard for me and this was hard for Amanda and might be hard for you to listen to, we're doing it because it is important for y'all to know what happens to discourse when it immediately gets attacked by trolls. And hijacked. Oh yeah, hijacked. Right. It's completely hijacked. Like and everything it, about my life was hijacked for right. those Right, and, and it went from substance, concept, idea, which is what you put out there, and it immediately was disrupted and changed into ad hominem character attacks on you. and. So it had nothing. It had nothing to do. So it has the whole nothing to do with my idea. The idea was hijacked, and it went somewhere really vile. So okay, I'm I just want this this first one. Part of the um, account name, which is a, a you know an anonymous account name, is MGTOW, which I actually had to look up because I started seeing I started seeing this MGTOW come up in a lot of these hmm. trolls account names. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell is that? And I looked it up. You know, it means oh. it means men going their own way. So this particular troll, I'm not going to read the entire username because this username was shut down. It was clearly in violation, Twitter found. But that this MGTOW is in a lot of these alt-right troll um, account names. Oops. Okay. Let me pull this up. So with oh. all that. Okay, with all that. Let's do it. Intro. Here we go. All right. So I can read all these. You can. Yep. You want uh, I repeat, you're mentally ill. You might realize it looks like you don't or you're just another feminist troll looking for attention. Either way, you suck. And the I'm just going to edit out all the spelling and typing errors. There are quite a few. Um, 
You're so goddamn stupid and filled with man-hating rage. It's disgusting. Take your fucking meds. Uh, comments like, he's a troll or all these men are trolls are attacks not based on conversations. Can you bitches practice your preaching? I'm not a troll either. Dumb, dumb. I don't know what gives you that idea. I'm not a mangina. Is that why? I'm that hashtag men. What is it? Men going uh, their own way. M-G-T-O-W. Is that it? I think yes. I, yeah. I don't want to examine you man-hating feminist BS rhetoric that I'm a rapist pedo filled with your toxic masculinity horse shit. So now this is a different one. She just swiped left for a new screenshot. Hold on. Let so me get you. who's this guy? So here's one. Um, oh, yeah, this man. is a new one. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Mental illness, drug, gang violence, and radical ideology are killing everyone. And this was a common theme that I was getting in emails too, that I'm the problem and that I am deeply, that I'm creating the issue. And what's so interesting about that is I think any kind of hyper-nationalism or hyper-masculinity is demanding the power of one group over the other. And feminism is for equity for all. So to make these comparisons is is actually ridiculous. Like, I'm not arguing for the primacy or authority of one thing over the other, whereas a, a, the man, men's rights movement or the white nationalism, I think that those two go together in my mind. They're really... Yeah, there was a lot of people calling me terrible. Oh, here's one. It's oh. a new one. I oh, just, yeah. just swiped left a few times to give her a new um, one. <laughs> if it were true, you'd be dead. You think, therefore, you're a throd because somebody else wrote, brown guy runs over people, terrorists, no investigation needed, white guy. So it was in response to your to my masculinity rate is, is killing yeah. everyone, repeat. White guy then, shoots dozens of people, motive unclear, more investigation needed. These people are dodos. If it were true, you'd be dead. You think, therefore, you're a fraud. So that was that troll's response to your... Oh, here's another one. Yeah. From what you say, you are one of the biggest racists, sexists, and bigots around today. This was also a common theme. Yes. Just wow, a school employs you. Also, this was a common theme. Like, where did you buy your PhD? You're a fake. You're destroying your students. Oh, this looks person... Does this person, this person sticking up for me or no, not toxic? Oh, this person saying they're not toxic, mm -hmm. not toxic. I'm an individual who happens to be a man. Again, you're ignoring the structural implication of what the fuck I was saying. Yep. See, no, <laughs> if it is okay for you to be you, then it is okay for me to be me. Piss off. I didn't say men was, were killing everybody. But anyway, but that's, that's what, another but conversation. But that's what these trolls yeah. are hearing. They're hearing. Yes. Well, uh, oh, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a cuckoo, repeat. I'm a cuckoo, repeat. I'm a cuckoo, repeat. Um, when you repeat yourself like that, it's more like a sign of mental illness. And all, the only reason I repeated it is because it fit, it like delighted me that it fit into the 140 characters perfectly, like mathematically. So these people are idiots. So you're repeating to yourself what you're, that you're a troll over and over again while you're typing this, right? Oh, that's my friend. Good job. Uh, no, just ridiculing dumbasses that use the toxic masculinity unironically. So, that's, so there, that was, was there was nice an ally in there, former nice, student. Nice intervention. Uh, somebody is reminding me that a daddy gave me life. Therefore, you are a toxic masculine manifestation. I didn't say sperm is toxic, but okay. <laughs> so sad. Bye-bye. You are a toxic masculine manifestation. That's so depressing. Repeat, repeat. I am a toxic masculine mas masculine manifestation. Can you explain exactly what the word du jour toxic masculinity really means? Yeah. Well, that, I, this is like the, the main theme I kept telling people is like, you're yeah. welcome to read the millions of things I write about this. Yeah. I think I and another one uh, of your friends sorry, actually friend. engaged with that person. And your other friend actually wrote out like, here's the definition. Here's what it means. Here's And I just encourage that person to go read what you wrote. Right. That's what I, I mean. <laughs> like, if you're really, like, I was somebody like, was like, do you regret tweeting it? I'm like, like, no, because I wrote like Twitter is not a place for discourse. Like I yeah. wrote like I've written thousands of words yeah. on this. I was basically like, OK, so if you're a troll, you know, basically piss off. If you're not a troll, go read what she actually wrote. Right. <laughs> like, this is another this was another common theme. Mm -hmm. Hello, feminazi. Mm -hmm. So I got a lot of that. Like you're a bitch. You're a cunt. You're a feminazi. Mm -hmm. You're as bad as Stalin. Oh, this says this. I don't know what testo is. Testo is decreasing Q. I think I what think kind of testosterone. Person maybe. Oh, maybe. What I'm kind guessing. of person agrees against love? 
Oh, question. Got it. Question. What kind of person argues against love? Answer. Feminazi. You have exceeded Adolf. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. It sounds to me like the queen of emasculation has an issue with men. And this was another thing, like somebody wrote to my partner and was like, I don't know how you can be married to this person. Maybe she should pursue a, a career as a dominatrix instead of teaching. Toxic feminism is killing society. Toxic Democrat fascism is killing the USA. Stick to women's studies there, Fembot, because you clearly don't know shit about men. I will notice that also that these are all look like they're coming from men. Piss poor parenting. How the fuck you even know I'm a parent? Piss poor parenting, a lack of discipline, and a, la oh, and a lack of good Christian values is killing America. Toxic femininity needs to shut its clam. And I'm assuming that's playing on the idea of clam as vagina. Um, and tripe it is. Another liberal loony. Trigger of triggers. Toxic feminists are driving society insane. Repeat, toxic feminists are driving society insane. What positive impact have you actually ever had on the country? Well, dickhead, I have a lot of things that students would argue with. Oh, here's another one. How the fuck did you ever get a teaching job? You should be fired immediately for your hate speech. And there were students on my campus also calling for my firing who had never met me and knew nothing about me, but read one article in Breitbart that didn't even try to reach out yeah. for me for comment. And therefore, these little like turd heads are like calling for my firing. Yeah. That's not free speech. No. Like, you don't know me. You can <laughs> right. just be like, you should get fired. Yep. You are stupid. You, oh, you are stuck on stupid libtard loser moron. Now shut the fuck up. I didn't see anything damning uh, social justice warriors in here. Oh, this one's my favorite. Hold the 45 against your temple and pull the trigger, trigger, trigger. Your toxic masculine maximization. And so that's playing on the idea of trigger warnings. And mm -hmm. I've been interviewed a bunch of times about that too. Like what's a, for right wing media, like what's a trigger warning? Because I don't oh. really think they give a shit what it is. I think well, they, they don't. just do that so that they can give their trolls You aren't feed. getting trolled. You are being called out for saying something stupid. Feminism equals brain dead. Wow, that's really like higher levels of discourse. Oh, I didn't make the declaration. Like I told my wife when we meet, 50% of the men are assholes and 50% of the women are assholes. 30 years together and three wonderful children. What you got. There was also a lot of this like your life is empty. You have nothing. You must be doing this because you have nothing filling you. Oh, yeah. This is that guy again. Uh, this guy is just. Yeah. Oh, I'm bisexual. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's a lot of that like yeah. lesbian. And oh, then yeah. weren't people like saying oh, yeah. you? Yeah. You're I a, a lesbian. I have a crush on you. Because you were sticking up yeah, for me. Yeah, because I was sticking up for you my friend. You should have a crush on me. I, I'm yeah, the, I, I am. I am. You're my am, woman crush. I am. A, I am. I am. Uh, this was one of my favorites because I did see this one. <laughs> uh, the spermal reality. <laughs> this Because you're a toxic masculine manifestation, a spermal Reality. What is that? What I is a spermal reality? Apparently, this troll has a very specific idea in mind. I had no idea. I have daddy issues. Have a nice life. Man hater. I wonder what their moms or female teachers were like. If they were toxic feminists, it might help explain a lot. Oh, thanks for trying to explain to me. Grow up. I feel sorry for you. Oh, there's another ally there. Here. That's, oh, this okay, is the last so one. This is the last one. And do you want me to read this? Or yes. Do you, oh, okay. And read so, to the bottom. Okay. Teachers are not allowed to endorse a specific political party. First of all, I wasn't doing that at all, so I don't know what he's talking about. Are you allowed to endorse a specific political party? Hmm, okay. Council Rock. So this is, oh, okay, so this was like weird. I don't know why they started talking about Council Rock High School. Where did you buy that PhD? Ha, ha, ha. IDC, I have a grad too. It's not hard. You clearly don't have a fucking graduate degree because you don't know how to spell a word. But I bet you are in your 20s. Oh, yeah, this was crazy. But I bet you are in your 20s, early 30s with a blood pressure and body fat percent of about 40. I'm sure you are so proud. I'm 38 and it's eight. Wrong profession. Bravo. Um, hey, guess what, libtards? I went out and bought a brand new $1,800 semi-auto AR-15, which is an assault rifle, this afternoon just for you. How long would that take you to save up on your teacher salary? Two months? And then it 
then it talks about the what that weapon was for. Yeah. Those are those are delightful. And that's and that's, that's just not, some of them cuz I <laughs> never actually went on mine cuz yeah. I think there would probably oh, be no. more on mine cuz you wouldn't have been able to see some of them probably. Yeah. I actually have thank I you mean all I, for coming along on that ride. Yeah, that's fun. Just to thank you for doing the dramatic reading. Boy, how those you, are something. How do you feel after you read that? There's nothing shocking there. Yeah. It's so trite. It is. Like there's no and it fits engagement. The of the, of the it normal, does. That's right? why I it's exactly, gasped yeah. when you read that because it's, exactly it's like what that is. it has nothing. Like no. why are you talking about my body fat percentage? Right. Why are you talking about my degree? Why are you talking about my marriage? Why are you talking about? Why are you talking about sperm? Like mm-hmm. none of that is actually what toxic toxic masculinity is. And no. we're doing you know that episode of course right yeah, where we, we talk are, about no. that, but. What on earth are they? I mean, what are these people doing? I'm so grateful that I didn't have to look at those during that t- crazy time. Yeah. Um, just to add to this, um, I know we're talking primarily about alt-right trolls, and they do seem to be, let's just say there seems to be a lot more of them well, out Milo there. Well, Milo talks about it in his huh? book about, yeah. like, why you should do that. Right. And there's this whole movement to for the alt-right to basically be trolls. However, I just for balance, I want to say... Liberal trolls exist also. Absolutely. Not in the numbers and not as vile. They're usually found teasing, mocking, and policing those within our own party. So, uh, um, like Bernie, or, Bernie or that people are on Hillary the same divide. side of the aisle. Right. Mm-hmm. So, think about the, the Hillary Clinton Bernie division. Um, there was a Guardian article in November 2017 on Susan Sarandon who said, quote, I thought Hillary was very dangerous. If she'd won, we'd be at war. She came out and and there was this whole article. They interviewed her and her Twitter feed, and then the 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 article comments and things. I'm look. I just looked at her Twitter feed, and she got. There were three tweets that I pulled that I think qualify as you know leftist trolls. One said, you know, at Susan Sarandon, the dipshit, self righteous, know it all. <laughs> A response to that thread said, in other words, you were Bernier, you were a Bernier bust bro like Susan supporting a left wing civil war by adopting the decades old GOP Hillary attack playbook, I roll emoji. Another comment, another thread, another response in that thread said, you are so, you are so dumb. It was one of those, you are so dumb memes. Mm-hmm. And another one said, more middle-aged women who can't get past their Hillary angst, pathetic as fuck, get estrogen or counseling, but move on, all caps. But attacks right with a, with a parenthesis, a parenthetical female here. I just wanted to let everybody know, primarily what we're talking about is alt-right trolls. And they are there are more of them. However, our side of the aisle has them too. Yeah. Um, so there is, finally, final point, there's an overall, I wanted to just touch briefly on the overall chilling effect that trolls can have um, maybe on civil online discourse their goals are fear and silencing and their specific targeting of academics um, and trying to silence us and change how we do our jobs I want to recommend, and I think you read this article. I want to recommend the <laughs> Is inside, that the from the Chronicle. <laughs> the, yeah. the, it was inside. Yeah. It was inside Higher Ed on yeah. November seventh. Quote: the, yeah. the title is "Responding to Right Wing Attacks: A Guide for Academics," and some of the advice includes reverse the rights narrative, find your allies on campus, ensure your physical safety, and get organized. But I know you read this article, I and I think it's a good I article. Read it early if, on, yeah. If any women out there are academics, especially, and you're getting attacked regularly by online trolls this is a really good article to read and find some some sense and some practical advice on how to deal with this and Um, let's not forget the gendered element of this like there were friends that write for citizen media and they were these are people who in their words have like outed nazis have done things that are way more I don't want to say inflammatory, but just bigger than me writing a tweet. And they were astounded by some of the stuff people were writing to me. They were they were like, what the hell? And I'm like, yeah, I've read enough. Lindy West and Jessica Valenti. I mean, Jessica Valenti's book, Sex Object, the last like 10 pages are just troll, what trolls have written to her during her career. I'm like, it's just my turn. But let's not forget the gendered element of what happened of and what troll trolling attacks. is yeah. and yeah. and you'll see it in academia you're gonna you mm-hmm. see it in the video game world you see it in any space where a woman dares say something or have an idea 
And it's it's like this attack of well, locusts. I would say it's not just dare have an idea, but dare have an idea that for in some magical, you know, unseen way that we can't see somehow triggers these these fragile male egos into going into full defensive mode and and going on attack i don't think all of the men even that we know read your tweet as anything extraordinary no No, most of my friends who were men read it were like oh that's colleen being colleen well no and and i agree with her and it's a concept that's been out there a while you didn't say anything groundbreaking i mean it you just were reiterating like this is obviously a problem so i and again this is Women specifically who go online and make our voices and opinions known that specifically in some ways um, challenge male ego, their, their, their fragile sense of self or what, because there are men out there. There's a lot of men out there who just, they can't take any kind of criticism. I mean, we have a fucking president who can't be criticized by a woman. I mean, I wasn't even criticizing. I know. (laughs) But they receive it that <laughs> but way. Took it and as an like, individual attack as took, opposed to like a commentary on a structural issue. <laughs> excellent. Bringing that back around. So any final thoughts or comments on your first real, uh, surviving your first real troll firestorm? My final thoughts are a few. First, I felt in a place, I've really felt my privilege during that time because I'm in a union. I have tenure. I'm protected. I have a strong foundation of friends. So it really reflected my privilege back to me. And I really thought a lot about what it must be like maybe to be a woman of color who steps into the Twitter realm, what that must be like if there had been a racialized element of the attacks that were done on me. Um, so I really walked away with a even larger sense, I hope, of, of empathy and allyship. And the second is um, deep gratitude for you and for everyone. But really, I feel like you led the charge of taking care and watching that to see and and just to make sure that anything that came up was reported because I wouldn't I didn't have the energy to deal with that. I had I you know, I was giving commentary to sources that were asking me. I was trying to help my students understand this. I was trying to make sure I could feel safe. I was also trying to continue my very challenging life of being a full-time employee and a full-time mom. So it was just the allyship of, of you and those that small group of people that really stepped in. I didn't have to worry about also monitoring everything that was going on. And I frankly wouldn't have been able to. So that's those are my final thoughts about that i actually felt kind of lucky in the end like i was reminded of everybody around me yeah and i was i guess my question really is also are you going to police yourself now and what you say online on twitter i'm just curious like is that one of the so i did i did reactivate my twitter account (laughs) Mm -hmm. and teaching tolerance hired me to do a series on this and i wrote widely and I still have more to write about it and uh, no I really feel like it just uh, emboldened me to not be quiet I did like you know people were worried because I shut my Twitter feed down I'm like I just deactivated it you know just for a little bit I haven't been as active on there I still haven't quite looked on there to see what it looks like but I activated it again yeah, it's going to take more than this to silence me. <laughs> and I'm I know that's know. the goal. I know that's that the is goal. the goal. So but I'm, I'm glad really glad we did this episode, yeah. too, because everything else going on, it was easy to forget the kind of like trolling element. And I think this is such an important part of what's going on in discourse right now. How do we uh, work against it? How do we elevate discourse? How do we listen to each other? Those things are really important. I agree. Thanks, my friend. Of course. Thank strong, you. Strong warrior you are. You too. Oh, yeah. The social justice warrior. I yeah, got called so- that a lot, too, as if oh, that's an insult. Right. As it's like, like a, okay, thanks. Okay. Thank you. That's thanks. a compliment. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> like what you're hearing? Become a patron of our podcast and help us be sustainable. Click that little green Become a Patron button on our Podbean page, and it'll get you started. But here's the cool news. There are three different patron levels that you can participate in to show your love and support of our hard work for you. A monthly commitment of just $1, which is less than the cost of a cup of coffee, gets you a large, cool, square sticker for your computer with our freshly designed logo, and you can share the love. For $5 a month, you get two stickers, a shout out on Facebook and on the podcast, plus our newest patron level of $8 a month, 
You'll get all the love and swag of the $1 and $5 levels, but also early access to every episode and expert extra. So join our patron team at this $8 a month level and be in the know before everyone else. All of your donations are greeted with our deepest gratitude. Thanks for keeping us sustainable. Time for... Trumpster Fire! Amanda? Yes, Colleen? We need to talk about our troller-in-chief. <laughs> what the fuck's he done now? <laughs> Just like never-ending. What's he done well, now? Seriously. What? I mean, so, Which one? Yeah, so the most <laughs> recent one that he wrote is about... Oh, where is it? It's so awful. See, folks, we actually use yes. research. Yeah, we so research a lot. We research a lot. We pull quotes. We find video. We right. watch. So she's actually got her laptop over here. And I and closed his tweet because he's awful. So we, we have his tweet up. We have the other one up. I closed his Twitter this feed. This is quite literally like, this is what we do when we record. We, yes. We check our resources. We use actual documents and evidence to bring to you. Oh, here it is. Okay. So, so this is also, he, so Kirsten Gillibrand called for Donald Trump to be investigated. This is the, I this approve. is what, okay. So, but this is the background. <laughs> okay. This is the only background you need. I approve. I agree with her. He and, tweeted okay. at 8.03 a.m. on December 12th, 2017, mm-hmm. lightweight Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, a total flunky for Chuck Schumer and someone <laughs> who would come to my office begging, quote, for campaign concentri- contributions not so long ago, parens, and would do anything for them, parens, <gasps> is now in the ring fighting against Trump. He also wrote this, and he talked about himself in the third person. Very disloyal to Bill. I don't know who that is. And crooked. Well, used. All caps. Okay. So oh I'm just going to do a little, like, feminist reading of that He's for a second. He's such a troll. So, he is. Okay, go So please. when this came out. Tell you us. will you will notice some parallels between this and what we talked about. I was going to say that yes, gendered. Please. Oh my god! It is first of all calls her a lightweight, right? So this assumption that she isn't where she belongs, mm-hmm. she's not powerful, mm-hmm. flunky for a man, right? So is just kind of. I, I mean, I read that almost as like floozy. And then the the thing that people are really latching onto is begging for begging for campaign contributions and would do anything for them. He's I mean, calling her a whore. He's basically saying he's calling know, she, her a whore. Yeah, that she would she if you say well and she would do anything. That means what? Did he you, probably you know the, as we know he like he liked to say to women, I bet you look good on your knees and things like yeah. that. I mean, he's basically saying she would trade what sexual favors for campaign contributions. Yes. I mean, that's that's the underlying message there. What a fucker. And NPR. Oh I, I can't believe NPR had to fact check a tweet, but NPR <laughs> fact checked this tweet well, yesterday. Well, tweets are policy now, didn't you know? That? And and they and Kirsten Gillibrand did meet with Donald Trump once. Uh, I think it was in like 2012. I think they said, but I'd have to check. And Ivanka was in the meeting. Okay. So unless there's some weird thing going on with Ivanka too, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Mm. But this is my favorite part. Okay. Used. Yeah. What this tell is, us tell this, us this language about that a woman is dirty or used up or right isn't clean. There's so much sexual innuendo in that as if she's she's dirty. She's something to be tossed out. So this is the president writing this on his Twitter feed. About by the way, she's a senator. Right. Is she not? She's a senator. Senator of New York. Okay, she responded Who is this to this bill. I've, I still I think, don't know well, what he said. Is. He says Bill and Crooked. That's he calls Hillary. Clinton. Uh, so he's talking about Bill Clinton. Got it. So, so, but she responded to this tweet, did she not? Oh, she responded. Because so I think we need to talk about who wrote, she actually is and like a little okay. bit about because she's she's quite frankly she's more ethical so, and more upstanding and than the troller in chief. And but it's funny because what before, did she say to before him? all this happened earlier this weekend? Mm-hmm. I was writing on my social media. About how I think she should run for 2020. Oh, yeah. And I thought I was like brilliant. Like I had come up with something. But clearly there's actually this big movement, like movement. for her to run for 2020. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see Kamala Harris run too. But anyway. I yeah, would like I think, them on the yeah. same ticket. Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, so, but didn't she? So she what was is a United first? States senator okay. from New York. Mm-hmm. And she assumed office on January 26, 2009. Okay. She was preceded by Hillary Clinton. 
She was a member of the U.S. House of Representatives from New York's 20th district from 2007 to 2009. Mm. So she is rising through the ranks. And and she came on my radar thanks to a documentary called Invisible War that okay. is about sexual assault in the military. Oh, I haven't seen so that So she's one. done a... It's great. Okay. I mean, as great yeah, as yeah, that, yeah. that can be. But she is in it, and she is one of the women in the film go to for help on this work of trying to undo... The, the sexual assault problem in the military. So that's how she first got on my radar. Mm. And she's also been really prominent in the conversation about um, gender violence on campuses. So she, I've been watching her from the beginning because she overtly talks about women's issues okay. when she talks. That's interesting. And so okay. the fact that he went after her, and so this is her so other response. So she's probably not the right person to go after right. because she has lots so of knowledge. So she says, and she <laughs> understands what she, like she understands this kind of structural thing that yeah. he's trying to do, which is silence her. So she tweeted back, you cannot silence me or the millions of women who have gotten off the sidelines to speak about the unfitness and shame you have brought to the Oval Office. So she wrote that as a direct, like, you know a direct a reply yeah. to the tweet that's wonderful and then she also wrote women are a force to be reckoned with we won't be silenced so it's interesting that she's bringing it back around yeah to this idea of feminism right that women are constantly trying to be silenced by the structures mm -hmm. so so he does all the things that people do when they're trying to silence like the trolls did mm -hmm. you are not legitimate you are not in your place of work because you're illegitimate you must have gotten there because you're a whore and you are disloyal and you are dirty mm -hmm. and used and no longer useful. So this uh, connection of sexuality mm -hmm. that often gets thrown in. It's like when people were like, I'm a lesbian yeah. or I'm overweight or yeah. all those, all that kind of language. That was like and, all and in attacks. one little tweet from yeah. Donald Trump. He managed to do all the things that a troll will do. But I guess because he has, I don't know, 45,000 follower. I don't even know. He is a troll. This is, is. this is trolling behavior. It is. Not engaging with ideas. Right. Ad hominem attack. Yep. She wasn't ad hominem attacking me. She was calling for a review of in light of everything else that's going on a review of the women that came forward before the election right when you are accused of those things and you're campaigning that's different than when you are now president yeah right so what do we do now and she was calling for a review of this yeah so he has 44 million followers so i guess that means he can't be a troll i mean he is literally the troll in chief he is that and yeah. every article I read about it is like, how low can this guy go? Well, how low can you go? We've been it's saying gendered. that since last he's, year. Though. He's using, yeah. you know, indigenous slurs. Yeah. He, I mean, it is unbelievable. Yeah, and he keeps going lower and lower and lower. And I mean, she's right. He needs to be investigated. I mean, I know Bob Mueller's doing the investigation on the Russia thing, but I mean, he needs to be investigated for the for the sexual harassment. Um, I think it's seventeen women now. Yeah, and I mean, I that's a legitimate point. Again, she's making a legitimate point. She's doing her job. She's doing which her was a point I made a lot when I was getting trolled too. I was doing my job. This is what I'm paid to do. <laughs> right. So she's doing her job. Yeah. This is something she knows an awful lot about. She's yes. spent a lot of her political capital on talking about it, on promoting, you know, these issues. We've talked about this before, but this really is the, the another example of here is a man in power who is so fragile he cannot handle any kind of criticism especially being challenged by a woman mm -hmm. that we see again Megan kelly and was again bleeding and again she must be menstruating and again yep it's just constant so his trolling in chief his his online troll behavior i would like to see him called out and investigated for that i mean we've talked about it before i wish somebody would yeah, close Can I Twitter report account. that tweet? I think you should. There have I been mean, calls for people to I think, yes, call, I think claim him as a troll. Maybe a troll. if we all report him for these troll behaviors and quotes and comments online, maybe maybe Twitter will I don't know what they would they do, can. but maybe they, they, they can. probably oh can't. God, but can I think imagine. it's worth reporting. But here and here's the I other mean, thing. He blocks people now too. Are you allowed to do that? As as the president? Is this an official right? <laughs> like this, so does yeah. that mean you're denying the Americans that you are leading access to your ideas if you block them? Like what are these lines that yeah. we don't even understand? They're being blurred. You are 
Elizabeth Warren sent a tweet out yesterday saying that he was slut shaming, and some people were like, "Well, that's a stretch." Well, he really is. No, He's he calling was. her a slut. He's calling her a whore. And who would do as if that were bad, right? Like a woman who wants to have sex is not a bad person, but we sleep, but we trading, shame, right? But the idea we of, we conflate morality yeah, right. into sexuality, yeah. and so and I see what trading, she was saying. Trading, you know, sexual favors or something. That's what's implied in that tweet is trading sexual favors yeah. for campaign contributions or votes or whatever. It's just disgusting. He didn't write I that about Chuck Schumer. No, he didn't. He didn't. He doesn't and write that about Chuck any Chuck Schumer man. is an out gay man, right? So, so why doesn't he write that about Chuck Schumer? Because he, yeah. he's a man. He's a man, and he would never write that about a man who challenges him. Right. He just he'll goes write other him. things. He'll go after yeah. their masculinity. Yeah. He'll call them small. Mm-hmm. He'll make jokes about his dick. Hand. Remember that? Yeah, Do you remember, remember that during remember the debates? The, yeah, the dick. Oh comments. my dick. I mean, his I mean, this like the way that he is connecting masculinity. Yeah. With like every insult, yeah, it, it is it yeah. is shameful. It is shameful. So we actually have a troller in chief in the White House. We have an online troll sitting in the Oval Office, and that does not inspire confidence for me in the future of our nation and the direction we're going because this is the level of his brain. And he, it emboldens those other idiots he, who are writing to me. Exactly. If you see him doing it. It, it what, is and look, what punishment is he getting? Why mm-hmm. wouldn't who who right. wouldn't do this? Right. So the alt right online troll army is absolutely being emboldened by seeing the troller in chief say these horrible things, especially about women. So they feel empowered to go after women themselves. So let's call this what this is, right? <laughs> Trolling. If yeah. we use that definition yeah. that we talked about earlier yeah. in the episode, mm-hmm. let's call this what this is. Trolling. And there was something in that definition, I think, about switching up. the topic or um, diverting, in, so, it, right, forcing readers uh, into an emotional response and disrupting normal on-topic discussion for the troll's amusement. So shifting it from to her, like, sexuality, Mm -hmm. right? And so you... This yeah. is tro- if we use that definition. This is I could write an essay for y'all Donald about Trump this, but is like a troll. Th- this is an online this is troll. That troll, that comment to Kirsten Gillibrand, a sitting senator, mm-hmm. is is troll behavior. Let's yes. call it what it is. Right. So, bottom line, we have a troll in the White troll House. Troll in chief. So um, I think, you know, there's lots of things we could do to um, get rid of the troll. I think one of the things is flipping the house <laughs> to basically take the troll's power away from him. If we flip the house, we make him... Don't feed the trolls. Don't feed the trolls. Don't feed the trolls. We dedicate ourselves to collective resistance. Resistance to the billionaire mortgage profiteers and gentrifiers. Resistance to the healthcare privateers. As I have said, and as I believe, the advancement of the full participation of women and girls in every aspect of their societies is the great unfinished business of the 21st century. And not just for women, but for everyone. And not just in far away countries, but right here in the United States. Thank you for understanding that sometimes we must put our bodies where our beliefs are. Sometimes pressing send is not enough. If if we want to give all of our children a foundation for their dreams and opportunities worthy of their promise, if if we want to give them that sense of limitless possibility, that belief that here in America, there is always something better out there if you're willing to work for it, then we must work like never before. This episode's Fierce Woman Warrior is... Sonia Renee Taylor. Sonia Renee Taylor is an artist, an activist, and a leader who began the website, The Body Is Not An Apology. 
And I'm really drawn to her work because of its intersection between art and theory and community action and activism, that she has really found a way to connect all of the dots and show how to move through the world uh, using what she calls radical self-love. And if you visit her website, but the body is not an apology, you'll see how intersectional, in, intersectional it is. The tabs are weight and size, disability, sexuality, gender, mental health, race, aging, rad parents, men, global, and intersections, and in quotes, H. And the website is this space for radical self-love for everybody and every body. And it seems to me that a lot of her work started even before there was a word, the body positivity movement. She was at the forefront of using social media as a space for not just body acceptance, but radical self-love. The work that she does connects the dots and really tries to show how every person that moves through this world is a site of possibility for radical transformation. So our Fierce Woman Warrior is Sonia Renee Taylor. And like I said, you can visit the website at thebodyisnotanapology.com or you can visit soniarenetaylor.com to learn way more about this rad artist, activist, and transformational leader. Let's take a time out for a media minute. I would like to recommend that you pick up a new copy of The Body is Not an Apology, The Power of Radical Self-Love. And this is Sonia Renee Taylor's new book that has come out based on the work that she has done with her Body is Not an Apology website and her activism. What I am loving about this book is how it talks about our bodies as sites of structural oppression. Some of the favorite things I've read, she says, using the term radical elevates the reality that our society requires a drastic political, economic, and social reformation in the ways in which we deal with bodies and body difference. And she talks a lot about body difference and the danger of body norms, that there really is no norm. And something I try to teach my students a lot is that the target always moves. That's what I say when I'm talking about gender norms or any kind of norm, is that the that you can never win that game because the, the target is constantly changing. And I'm seeing lines, that same line of thinking in, in her book here. She says, racism, sexism, ableism, homo and transphobia, ageism, fat phobia are algorithms created by human struggle to make peace with the body. A radical self-love world is a world free from the systems of oppression that make it difficult and sometimes deadly to live in our bodies. And I think this is something that readers will really be able to connect with. Because when we're talking about all those isms and phobias, sometimes it's easy to forget the individual nature of how our bodies are the sites for these oppressions to be played out. And how when our bodies don't equal some kind of um, rigged game norm, that we carry shame and we, these vessels, these things that move us through the world, these sites of intersection are exquisite and amazing. And she doesn't want us to just accept our bodies. She wants us to radically love them. And this act of love is radical and that it pushes against every message that we've all heard that we're not tall enough or thin enough or short enough or have enough hair or have too much hair. And you start to think about how important it is to hear a message like hers over and over. It almost feels like you have to read a little bit every day of a book like this before you go out into the world and are bombarded with all of these norms because she it's like she's disrupting us over and over again, the work that culture has done to teach us that we are not enough and that she argues you are enough. And in fact, you are way more than enough. 
you are deserving of this self-love. So pick up a copy. If for no other reason, the cover is glorious. So I hope you'll read it. It is really readable and it's smart and it's not self-helpy. And it really is just the intersectional book I think a lot of us have been looking for. So it is called The Body is Not an Apology. Let's end today's podcast with some activist actions. Whether on Twitter or Facebook or some other social media platform, trolls lurk and multiply and are as prevalent as cockroaches on the interwebs. Here are two strategies you can use today to combat online trolls either for yourself or for a friend who is being harassed. One, report the trolls. And not just you, Rally everyone you know to report every single troll for online targeted harassment. Now, each social media platform has their own categories of harassment when you report, so review the categories and select the most relevant. When I reported Colleen's trolls on Twitter, I used the category of online targeted harassment. Once you report the trolls, mute or block them. The goal is to get as many of these accounts shut down as possible. Now remember the cockroach metaphor, when one account gets shut down, another will pop up. The same person will set up another anonymous account for the purposes of trolling, but by taking this action, you are making their life just a little bit harder. So, worth it. Second, create a dummy anti-troll account to drop feminist theory on the trolls in groups. You can access the social media platform as your anti-troll doppelganger, Use the at symbol and select five to ten trolls and start quoting feminist theory at them in groups. I used bell hooks for this purpose and to see it seemed to frustrate and amuse the trolls. One woman troll even liked one of the quotes I dropped. So progress? (laughs) Remember that you do not need to suffer in silence. If you or any of your friends or colleagues are being targeted online by trolls, you can take these two simple actions to fight back legally. And it's kind of fun, too. One final thought. I used both of these strategies with Colleen's trolls, and to date, Twitter has banned almost every single one of her trolls. It works. We are not helpless in the face of online troll harassment. Thanks for spending time with us inside 254. You can find us a lot of places online. On Facebook, we're at Inside 254 Podcast. On Twitter, we're at Inside 254 Pod. On Instagram, we are at Inside 254. And on WordPress, where we post links and places that you can go to donate or learn more about our activist actions, we're at Inside254Site, S-I-T-E dot WordPress dot com. You can find our free episodes on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, and you can also just Google us. There are two things you can do to help us build audience today. You can go onto Facebook, click one of those stars, and leave a comment as feedback, and then you can go to your listening platform and rate us on there as well. By doing those two things, that's going to get our word out and help us build our audience. Thank you for helping us grow.